we received uh, six comments on um, the website. Um, many, many people very eager to uh, tell us how we can get more hits on our website and do some affiliate marketing. So uh, <laughs> keep those wonderful <laughs> comments coming, uh, spam bots. We greatly appreciate <laughs> all of the, the thought and care that you put into those very lengthy spam messages that you leave on our website yeah how <laughs> y'all doing everyone it's us the mate guys we're here for another episode um like uh you might have guessed we have no follow-up to talk about today um so i guess we will jump straight into the topic and i i have a feeling that uh, we're gonna need every every minute that uh we've budgeted to talk about just the product so that's good today what are we talking about today clark we're talking about Metamate 23. Yes. And uh, it was actually kind of funny because um, we recorded the last episode, which was episode 23, um, where we talked about Nobleza Gaucha. And then we were like, what should we talk about next time? Let's talk about 23. Oh, wait. It would have been really cool if uh, we had done it for episode 23. So uh, we, uh, <laughs> we kind of let that one slip between the goal keeper <laughs> kind of <laughs> slipped through our fingers that opportunity yeah. so here we are episode 24 talking about metamate 23 um there's a brand of shimahon called 81 so uh maybe when we get to 81 we'll talk about that <laughs> that gives us a uh, 60 hey, episodes yeah, it's more or less to get our hands on it because uh i it's it's not that it's pretty much impossible to get in the united states without having someone send it to you but um anyway um yeah. So as we as we do, what we'll, we'll, we we have a little list of things to talk about. Um, and the first thing is the country of origin and Metamate twenty three comes from the country of Brazil. Yeah, Arriba. Wait, they don't say that no, there. They, that's the opposite of what they say. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with Metamate twenty three, it comes from Brazil, and as such, it is a very bright green fresh um herb because pretty much all the herb that they drink in brazil you know is bright green and fresh um the cut is very coarse um it's almost like a it's almost actually like almost like a classical argentine cut you know and like nice big leaf chunk uh but you know pretty even um good bit of yeah, stick yeah, decent amount of stick but like a little bit of powder yeah li- little little bit of powder um, but the stick, you know, it's not, when you look at Shimahong, you know, especially if you drink like Badong or stuff like that, the, the, the sticks are, you know, pretty intact. Um, some of the, the, the Shimahong brands kind of crunch up their sticks. And this has the, the more crunched up stick that you would, you would, you know, expect in a, in a, a traditional Argentine cut. But that's pretty much the only thing that Metamate 23 has in, in common with argentine mate i think it's just the cut um and you can drink it hot as well we'll we'll talk about that later but you know this stuff is not aged in any way it's not you're really you know smoked in any way it's just very fresh very green very vibrant it but it does have that kind of you know chunky crunchy cut like an argentine (laughs) chunky chunky monkey cut yeah (laughs) um yeah so so just how kind of telling the story of how i first encountered metamate 23 um when in brazil um you sometimes when you when you go to you know markets you sometimes will find a a a no brand um 
herb for terere. Terere is, you know, if you don't know, it's when you drink mate cold. Very common in Brazil, very common in Paraguay, sort of common in Argentina. Um, but you will find often in Brazil just a ludicrously coarse cut of of erva, of herb. Like, I mean, like like pieces of leaf, like as big as like a quarter, right? Like a Like really just really coarse cut. Um, and I sort of fell in love with that. Um, it's kind of weird to drink because the first couple of pours, it basically just tastes like water because the leaf is just so coarse that it really takes a long time for the whole thing to get wet. And like you put it in the water and the whole thing just floats up to the top and you have to kind of poke it down to try to get it wet. And then eventually it does, you know, the taste starts getting out and it's just this super like airy floral green wonderful thing it's just it's almost like very light and sweet and very nice and it's just very different than than anything else i'd ever had and i i liked it you know when i was in brazil i when i went down uh down to brazil on holiday i made it a point to you know get my hands on some um and you actually you you used to I was gonna say you can't get it in the U.S. but you actually used to be able to get it in the U.S. Um, Go Yerba Mate actually used to sell um, a very they I don't even remember what I called, what they used to call it but it it was essentially that it was a very coarse like coarser than any other cut of erva that you'd ever see and anyway so I sort of secretly fell in love with this very specific kind of terere and. Go your mate, stop selling it, and I don't go down to Brazil that often, and since it, it is so fresh, it's, like, impossible to keep, you know, they sell it literally, like, when, the, when I bought it, I was in Curitiba, uh, it's a city down there, um, and I bought it, I scooped it out of a cardboard box that was on the ground in this market, it was, a, it was a plastic bag sitting in a cardboard box with a paper sign that said, Terere, it was, like, eight reais a kilo or something like that, um, and that was the last time I had it, but anyway, so I was looking for, you know, like a reliable source of that kind of erva. And I don't remember exactly how, but some, I think I might have seen someone post a picture of something that looked very similar. It had that same bright green color that I was looking for. It had that same, you know, coarse cut. Not as coarse, not as coarse. That's, you know, kind of important to, because that affects the flavor. Because 23 does taste different than that mystical no brand course cut that I was searching for, but it looked, you know, very similar. So I was like, oh, what is that? And the comments or the, the caption of the photo, I think said, you know, Metamate 23. So I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll try it out. I got a box and I was a little disappointed, you know, that it wasn't exactly the same. Um, but it is, it, it is the closest thing I have found to that specific no brand random thing. Um, but it, it it's 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 definitely its own thing. I don't think of it anymore as like trying to, you know, copy that specific erva. It's it's its own thing and it's really good. Um, and that's why we're talking about it today. Um, but yeah. that's sort that's just sort of how I stumbled upon it. How, how did you stumble upon Metamate Twenty Three for the first time, Clarko? Um, I stumbled upon it. Uh, it was last year. I was just like. You know, I, I had already bought a lot of stuff from Project Mate Bar. I ordered a lot of, like, Shimaho and Kuyas and stuff like that. And uh, they had just recently came out with the, you know, just started selling the 23. So I was like, oh, yeah, here, yeah, send me some of that. So I tried it out, and 
Um, despite, okay, here's the thing about 23. It has, it says terere on the box. Right. I guess I just like disregarded that at the time. And I just like, I just thought it was just coarse cut shimaho kind of thing. So I drank it hot and I was like, I don't know. I didn't know how I felt about it. And then, um, I got some more for, for myself. Actually, uh, yeah, I've got some more for myself beginning of this year. Um, when I started like ordering like larger quantities, sell some to some friends. So, um, sold, sold to a lot of my friends and I started, I, I drank it cold a few times and I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good when it's cold. Um, and then I drink it hot as had hot as well. And I actually came to enjoy it. Um, and uh, a lot of my friends were, you know, really enjoying it as well. And so I guess that's how I came across it. Just like last year, I was, when it first came out, I just asked them to send it to me. And it, and it took for, it took me a while to kind of get warmed up to it. But um, <laughs> warmed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, I enjoy it. It. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, can you give me a hit? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really. Um, we are drinking some. it cold. Um, because that is how I prefer to drink it. Like Clark says, it does say right on the the box. So I took that to heart. I actually hadn't tried it hot until, you know, not too long ago. Um, and I guess we can talk about the taste because that's pretty much, you know, the cut and kind of our personal, how we stumbled upon our our personal journey. Um, (laughs) let's talk about what it tastes like cold first. Yeah. Um, Okay. Like I said, you know, I, I stumbled upon it searching for that that mystical very coarse cut that i'd fall in love with um and this 23 stuff does taste very similar it does have that kind of you know very green very grassy very airy kind of just kind of light taste but since it does have a little bit it, the, the the cut isn't as coarse and it does have a little bit more dust um than the stuff i was searching for it definitely has more of like a a little bit of an earthiness, just a little bit. It's 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 very very vegetal, definitely. Yeah, it's like a vegetal like bitterness kind of. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I it's 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 interesting. Like, you really just have to try it. It's it's not un, it's unlike anything else I've ever tasted. The closest thing I can ever um sort of compare it to, other than it's like I said. There's the the super coarse stuff that I was searching for, and then there's also um, there's a company in Brazil called uh, Campanario, and they make a pure leaf terere, which is sort of like this, but the the, the cut on that pure leaf terere is actually more like a, a Uruguayan cut, um, very very small leaf chunks, um, and I feel like the 23 sort of lies in between those two extremes where the the campanario pure leaf is like very very just like super grassy and like almost off-putting at the beginning it's just so strong and i really like it but it is just very just strong and in your face and like very green like like navy green uh not navy (laughs) green uh like like very dark green like a you know drab olive green just punch in the mouth flavor this stuff is fresh type tasting and you know and then there's on the other opposite end there's the coarse cut which is very light and you know kind of a kind of a kind of like a very almost i don't know just like very light green anyway 23 kind of is in the middle there where it still has that very nice earthy bitterness 
but without being even the first sip is not offensive you know it's not too strong um and it has it i would say the flavor especially when you're drinking cold the flavor really lasts for a long time it, it does yeah i um during the summer uh the job i had i was working outside all all day and so I would uh, drink that, or I would drink the twenty three, and I would just have a little, little tiny guampa, and I would have. Uh, I mean, how many liters is this thing you have? Uh, I'm using a two liter thermos. Two right liter, now. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I would go through sometimes four liters, just in my tiny little guampa, and I mean the flavor would still be there. So, like really holds the flavor well. <laughs> I was just watching that yeah. almost spilled out. Yeah, I'm. Was, we're, we're. I, I failed to mention we are drinking uh, twenty the twenty three today in my Yeti cup. And the way I drink in my Yeti cup is I put the lid on and then I have a very thin bomba that kind of extends through the mouth hole of the lid. Um, but the lid, I think I've explained this in a, a previous episode. But the lid, the mouth hole is big enough so that you can pour and the water actually goes down pretty quick. So you can refill even with the lid on, um, and I wasn't really paying attention. And I guess I almost made a mess of my lap, um, but so we are experiencing the pure taste of the twenty three since we're drinking it out of a stainless steel cup, basically. Um, but the, the the other thing, I don't know. I don't know if this is. I think we we might have mentioned this before in, in 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 previous episodes, and I don't know if we're supposed to, if this is a secret or anything. But twenty three is made actually by the Badone company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They they basically take the same leaves that they would normally make Badone premium into, out of, I can't remember what I said, but th- those same <laughs> leaves that they would use to make Badone premium, they basically take them and they just don't they grind don't, it up as They much. don't finish the <laughs> yeah. grinding process, basically. And that's what 23 is. Yeah. Um, so if you're familiar with Badone premium, um, it's got sort of this... Mm, kind of int- very very distinct nose this very distinct smell um that when you drink it when you smell it when you open the package and 23 obviously because it's, it's the same stuff it has that same nose and i originally i don't know you would think like i, I am i i would never use fine cut erva for shimahong Never drink that cold. I just would not do it. That's no, just not a no, thing no. that I would ever, ever dare do. Same, so you, same. You, so <laughs> when you think that, you know, this 23, it's got some sort of the same similar flavors as an Erva for Shimahong, that starts to put up a red flag for me. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should drink this cold. But since it, I wouldn't say the, the I don't think the taste, the actual taste itself tastes like 20 or tastes like Barong Premium. It just kind of that nose, that, that kind of, that aroma, that aroma, comes off of yeah, it when you're... that that is is the kind of similar to Butterm Premium. So I feel I feel like if it was any more, it would kind of maybe taste weird to me. But I think it has just enough of that pr- Butterm Premiumness, that special, wonderful aroma that it has. That really just kind of, you know, it it gives you that very uniqueness out of 23 because you know the most most of the tere that you're drinking is from paraguay aged you know often as much as two years um and it's you know it's very sour it's very robust it's just very different whereas the metamate 23 it's got that green it's got that fresh but it has that very smooth that smooth bitterness that butt premium has in the nose um it's just it's just it's very very 
it's very unique stuff i don't know yeah i agree i'm really struggling to explain it but it's really good um very very smooth it's bitter but it's bitter in that it's not sweet but it's not bitter in the way that like medicine is bitter or like or like a lemon yeah, or, yeah like like lemon peel yeah lemon peel is, yeah it's like that yeah you know it Cringy. It's, it's, it's bitter but it doesn't make you cough it doesn't make you you know recoil it's just very very smooth yeah um it it's the flavor is is very light the flavor is strong but it's light it doesn't feel heavy on the tongue um i really like it cold um but kind of the very interesting thing like clark had mentioned we'd mentioned before is that although it does say terere on the box and terere is 100% of the time drunk cold by definition meramate 23 does work very well hot and there are actually a lot of people that drink it hot yeah um and to me when you drink it hot that's when i feel like you say oh yeah this stuff is butone premium pulled a little premature like you really get a lot of those same kind of dark green shimahong type notes the creamy herbalness um the the smooth kind of vegetal i mean i'm using the exact same words to, that i used to describe the, yeah. the cold but it's different it's just it, different somehow yeah um yeah i really don't know how to explain it it's i'm not very good at this but at explaining the tastes just try it try it hot try it cold you'll you'll get what i mean um it it definitely tastes more like butter premium when it's hot definitely it, yeah. when it's, when it's when it's cold it does not taste like you're drinking cold butter premium because no, i don't think that'd be very all. good it's 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 diff it's different i mean it's it's great fresh green day-to-day. yeah but oh. when it's hot it, it because there are for example it's kind of a long story but let's just say I had a I had an erva, a yerb, a herb, not unlike that pure leaf campanario that I was talking about. And one way or another, I drank it hot, okay? Because it I I found myself in a position where that same herb was was positioned to me as a hot herb, right? As a as an herb. As a, as a hot mate herb. Right. Herb. Yep. So I drank it and it tasted like broccoli. And I don't know about you. I like eating broccoli. I don't really like drinking broccoli. Same here. Like that. Like, like the juice. Like if you like do steam broccoli and you have like a little bit of that like hot broccoli bro- hot water. broccoli juice. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that's, that. That's not. That's, that's not, not my thing. Yeah. But. So you would think, you know, oh, maybe the twenty three tastes really good cold, like that pure leaf campanario. But when it's hot, maybe it tastes like broccoli. But it does not. It tastes like. It tastes a lot like shimahong. A little different because of, you know, the coarser cut. But it's very, very rare that you find an herb that genuinely works well hot and cold. Um, And I would say 23 is one of those very rare exceptions. Yes. You will see herbs that are sold um, to be drunk hot and cold, especially in Brazil. You will find a lot of kind of low-grade erva like literally on the box, it'll say for Terere or Shimahong. And then you're like, uh, not really good for either. <laughs> um, <laughs> might as well just throw it away. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just not buy it. Um, but 23, like like we said, is one of those really interesting, rare occurrences where it works well, both hot both and cold. Um, to me, I personally prefer to drink it cold because 
the flavor is close enough to butt premium when it's hot that I'd rather just drink butt premium. I'd rather just not waste because I can drink butt premium hot, but I can't drink it cold. So I might as well True. drink this stuff cold if it goes well both ways, but I have the butt premium that only goes well hot. Good point. The 23 does taste a little different than butt like I like I said just because of the cut, but it, it's 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 like 85% of the way there, you know. In fact, like I mean like literally if you took 23 and you you know, you took some time, you kind of separated a, a bunch of the sticks out and then you threw it in your food processor or whatever and it turned into powder and then you mix the stick back in, you would have butt premium. Yeah, it would be kind of a crappy butt own premium because you know your food processor obviously is not going to be able to grind the erva as well as you know like a they, they have very specialized machinery that that grinds you know herb for shimahong it's very specialized machinery and they do it and very very precisely and actually that's kind of a way you can judge the quality of an herb for shimahong is how well it's ground and believe you me your food processor will not be able to get the same levels <laughs> of quantity of quality as you know those dedicated machinery but you know if you were bored and had a lot of 23 to spare you could sort of replicate but own premium in your own home yep but yeah anyway that's just sort of a long way of me saying <laughs> i just prefer to drink 23 cold yeah. Because I, hot, I already have Badong Premium. I love Badong Premium. I always have it in my house. I'll just drink 23 cold. And it's because it's delicious cold. And it says Tere on the box. So. <laughs> I guess I'm just a sucker for marketing. Because if, if it says Tere on the box, I'm going to drink it as Tere. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Do you drink it more as Tere or more as Mate? I mean, I, I guess I started drinking it the most since like. April, May of this year until like August, just like all through the summer, I had you know that job that I was just working outside. So drinking it cold was the way to go. It was it's just super refreshing. Um, but I think now um, I actually have an unopened package of it in my house. I think I might just start busting it out and drinking it hot. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Mm. you know, there are there are times when people will take like I don't know. Kurupi, mint, and bordo, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I drink it hot and so good." And I'm just like, you know, good for you, but uh, that's not what it's made for, man. It's just it's 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 specifically formulated to be drunk cold. And I, I there's just a, a something deep down inside of me that just feels like that's just wrong. But when you drink 23, like it really does go so well both ways. Um, mm-hmm. that I, I don't find it offensive when people drink 23 hot. I personally, you know, I just kind of just choose not to, but it doesn't offend me when people drink 23 hot. Um, now people might be wondering why is it called 23? Um, is it like the new Adele album? You know, what <laughs> Adele's albums are, is it 19, 21 and 25? be honest i don't keep up on adele too much so i, I know i, could, I, I know her tell you. i know i know her, <laughs> her her records are like the ages she was when she like wrote them or something right i think uh, i can't remember if her record is 21 or if it's 23 i have i think it's 21 uh let me just quickly something it yeah okay so yeah <laughs> it, her, her record's 21 so is metamate 23 you know wh- is that her her record <laughs> you know why why is it called 23 clark since you being the in-house metamate representative, why is it why is it called 
23. That is a great question, Stephen, and I can answer that. Um, <laughs> that was weird. Um, so it comes from a number of things. Um, Do you tell? Yeah. So the, the number 23 is a... Um, what is it's referred to as an auspicious number. And I did have to look up this name or this, this word because my English vocabulary, I guess, isn't that evolved or complex. So I had to look it up. So don't judge me. I just, you know, I didn't know what it meant. That's what Google's for, right? Yeah. <laughs> Internet. Google. So what did Google tell you? <laughs> so yeah, so auspicious basically means like, um, like basically it's meant for it. It's, it's hard to explain. Like it's meant for success basically. Um, yeah, basically it says it's conducive to success, favorable. And so 20, the number 23 basically like leads to success or to something positive, um, something good. Um, so there, there's a number of movies that have been made over the years that, um, you know, has 20, the number 23 in the title. Um, interestingly enough, inside of a package of Baron premium, you will find a little card with, um, a, a scripture from Psalms 23. Is it just Baron premium? Is it, is it Nachiva premium and the... I don't know if it's all three of the varieties. I just, I just opened up a, a thing of traditional, and I don't think I got the card. Okay. I, it, it, it's, unless I just got unlucky and didn't get one, or maybe it's in the bottom. I know I maybe, know, I know. know premium. Premium is in the top. I mean, the, every time you open it, it, it's in the top. Yeah, and Nachivo. Well, I'm saying premium and Nachivo, I'm pretty sure. I think both, they both come with it. Yeah. I don't I'm know, if, I don't know sure. if, if the traditional comes with it. I assume so. I, I, I mean, I, I thought I, you know, when I was in Brazil, I, I mean, I was... I can almost swear to you that when I would open up a pack, a new package of traditional, it would have that Psalm. Yeah. The little, the little card. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean, it's very possible that when I opened the traditional, I just, it's possible. I just grabbed it and just didn't think anything of it just because I've, I've opened so many (laughs) packages of butto, but yeah, Yeah, same here. my, My guess is they all have the card. I just, I just have not, I don't remember if seeing it when I opened the kilo of traditional that I just opened like a, a few weeks ago. That's the only reason I brought it up is like, oh, okay. I don't, I, I haven't, I haven't seen a, a butt own piece of cardboard with Psalm 23 on it laying around my countertop in a while. So <laughs> I, it's, but I assumed that it probably was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that 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 scripture's on there. It, it, it reads, "O Señor de meu pastor, nada me faltará." Um, in English, for the for the folks at home, um, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The last part kind of kind of trips me up a little bit. It's like it's hard to translate that. It's Let's like just, scriptures in English. It's yeah. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Basically, I won't lack yeah. anything. Depending and, on your, your translation of the of the Bible, obviously. But anyway. Exactly. Um, and so um, there's that. There's also... Um, there's actually a couple different, um, I guess, 1923 revolutions. There's one 
that was actually out in Europe, in Eastern Europe. Bulgaria, right? Bulgaria, yeah. And then also in southern Brazil. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about that? Go a little, little bit deeper into that since you're like a history buff. Well, I, I majored in Portuguese, so I had to I had to learn a lot of Brazilian history. <laughs> and uh, I actually, yeah, in my Brazilian history classes, we actually did t- uh, learn about the Revolution of 23. Um, and, um, you know, friend of the show, Fabricio, you know, the, the mastermind behind Metamate 23, he also, you know, sent us a lot of information because we told him, hey, we're going to do an episode on 23. You know, send us everything you know, <laughs> and uh, in addition to, to telling us, you know, kind of ha- about the actual production, um, which I guess we can talk about in a little. In a, in yeah, yeah, we can talk about. Um, but he also talked, you know, wanted to make sure we understood sort of the history um, behind, you know, sort of that number 23. Um, and but yeah, the revolution of 23 is, is sort of complicated. Um, and I don't want to go into it too much. But more or less, you know, after Brazil became a country. It, like a like a, like its own independent country, what they call the Proclamação da República, the Proclamation of the Republic, um, in the late late eighteen hundreds, um, there was a lot of kind of, so it's kind of similar to how the United States worked with you know each state being its own little kind of self governing body. A lot of that was going on in Brazil as well, um, and the states were kind of ganging up on each other. They were teaming up and sort of kind of fighting for power in this, you know, new country. And the state of São Paulo and Minas Gerais, you know, they were kind of in doing stuff together and all this kind of things. And they had kind of what they called the, the café con leche politics, or the coffee and milk politics, um, because São Paulo grew all the coffee and, you know, Minas Gerais was where the milk was produced. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so basically, you know, Rio Grande do Sul, the the now state of Rio Grande do Sul, they used to have a president because you know they were kind of they're so, a little you know mini self contained you know I don't want to say necessarily say country but you know for for all intents and purposes you know like a country um, and but then all of a sudden you know this republic gets proclaimed and then all of a sudden you know Rio Grande do Sul is getting dragged into you know basically all these other problems that you know that's what happens when you're a country you know you get to deal with all of the other things and other states start imposing their policies on you and their politics on you and then sort of these two factions within the state of Rio Grande do Sul kind of popped up and half of them you know sort of supported the, the 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 politics of the time, which is, you know, the coffee and milk politics, the café con leche. Um, and then the other half, you know, kind of wanted Hugo Renji do Sul to kind of keep doing its own thing. They wanted to be able to reelect a president. Um, and that group also, you know, kind of wanted to protect the, you know, the rights of the match growers uh, and to be able to use the forest. And but other people wanted, you know... It's, it's it's a whole big thing. It it sort of honestly comes down to basically a breakdown of the federal government versus the state government. This is basically what it boils down to. The the Shimangus, which is the name of one kind of group, they wanted to support basically the federal government and the Maragatus. Yeah, the Maragatus um, wanted to support basically the local state government, um, and the Maragatus were sort of known for wearing. Um, red neckerchiefs as like signs of opposition um and but anyway basically this war broke out in the beginning of 1923 um in january went for about 11 months and the maragatus didn't exactly win <laughs> um and they had a peace treaty and then you know uh Getulio vargas actually um became i think the, the very first governor of 
Rio Grande do Sul, um, and he would later become sort of president of Brazil. That's a whole another story. Um, if, if, you, if you're Brazilian or if you've ever studied Brazilian history, the name Getúlio Vargas definitely will be familiar, but we are not going to go into that because that yeah. <laughs> definitely does not really have to do with um, Metamonte 23 as gonna, much. I was also going to say there's like a few street names in in Rio called Getúlio Vargas. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a I guess technically he was a, he was the president of Brazil. Um, some might call him a dictator, but <laughs> he was technically president of Brazil. Um, anyway, that's a, that like I said, that's a whole other yes. that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the, the Revolution Twenty Three sort of just breaks down to you know state government versus fighting against federal government where the power was going to be, where what kind of decisions were being made, and, you know, who was making the decisions over these farmers, basically. And did they want the policy to come in from, you know... I mean, if... Brazil's a very big country. Brazil's actually a little larger than the continental United States. Um, the reason the United States is bigger than Brazil is because we got good old Alaska up there pulling weight for us. Um, but, <laughs> so, you know, Rio Grande do Sul is all the way down south. São Paulo is like... It's... It's like a four-hour plane ride to from São Paulo to Porto Alegre. Three hours? I don't remember exactly. But, you know, it, it's it's not close. It's pretty far away. Especially back then, you know, taking <laughs> a, a horse, horse and buggy. Horse or, you know, a bicycle <laughs> or you know, jump jumping jacks or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it's far away. It's, 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 the, it's the oldest story in the book, right? Some small group of people who knows where is making decisions for you. You never see these people. You never hear from these people and they're somehow making decisions for you. Right. So yeah, that's sort of what the revolution of 23 was about. And like it, like I said, you know, it did in a kind of deep way affected certain, you know, it was like politics over, you know, farmers who grew erva match, mate herb. So that's kind of in a, in memory of, you know, their, their, their battle and their, their, their suffering, because they, I don't want to say they lost, but, you know, they didn't exactly win, <laughs> um, unfortunately. But, um, yeah. and if you uh, have any sort of, you know, awareness of um, Erva Shimahong, you probably have heard the name word Shimangu before, because there actually is a brand of Erva called Shimangu. Um, I don't know, because Shimangu in, in, in Portuguese is a falcon, right? And... They sort of kind of named this group the Shimangus because they kind of were falcon-like, you know, come, coming out of nowhere, grabbing stuff, killing things. But I don't know if the, the Erva Shimangu takes its name from the bird or if it takes its name from the group down during the Revolution of 23. It feels weird to me that the, it would name it after the the. the political group yeah so i i want to say that it was named after the bird because there's a lot of other brands that take their names from birds yep but <laughs> i suppose we'd have to ask the company what where exactly they draw their name from um but anyway that's just a quick aside but yeah that's the revolution of 23 so it you know it, it's not you know it was it wasn't the most you know, as far as, you know, the country of Brazil as a whole, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Civil War of the United States, you know, it wasn't like this bloody multi-year, you know, horror, but it, you know, it was, it was a war, they, there were military activities, there were battles fought, you know, over, over these policies, and 
So it's kind of interesting. But yeah, that that's one of the reasons why the herb has its name. Yeah. And I'm sure I mangled that 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 summary pretty well. <laughs> I I graduated from college a long time ago, and I tried to 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 be as as up to speed on the whole thing as as possible before we recorded this. But I like history. I was never good at it though. I I'm horrible at remembering dates and stuff. I I can always I love learning about it, but ask me to recite things later i'm pretty bad but i love learning about it and i I definitely remember learning about it in my brazilian history classes while at university (laughs) um but yeah anything else about the the number the name 23 um i i think i i pretty much covered what um i guess like the reason behind it and like the like the inspiration for the name right um so it's basically it's it's basically in honor of the of those the the the, the gauchos the maragatos that were you know fighting for you know the state the the, the you know the, all the the mate production and the the independence and things like that yeah so yeah I wish I could have been president of Hugh Grange do Sul man get all the <laughs> shimaho you want something like that <laughs> yeah anyway um so. That's a little bit, a little bit. I'm sure we could, we we had a, um, well, well, so in the show notes, we will post kind of links to, to pages on the 23 website mm-hmm. where um, if if my or Clark's, you know, kind of rambling didn't make sense to you, you can go read it and hopefully it'll make a little more sense to you there. Uh, so we'll put those links in the show notes. But um, just wanted to make a couple of notes about the production. Um, like we said, um, this is, they take the, the same raw material that they use to make Barone Premium and they go crunch, crunch, crunch. Um, and they make 23. Um, it's just not ground as, you know, finely as Baron Premium, obviously. Um, they've been producing 23 for the last, like, two years now, right? About that. But, um... Oh, yeah, just about. Just about two years. Um, but, you know, they, they did several years of research before that to kind of prepare and see what raw material they wanted to use and how mm-hmm. they wanted to go about it. And so yeah. you know, a lot of research was actually put into making this product. Yeah. And, and um, the one, one of the things they wanted to do with the, with the product it was like basically make a product that would be, you know, along the same lines as, as the other stuff they had, you know, fresh Brazilian, but also easy to prepare like an Argentine mate. Right. So you get kind of the best of both worlds where you get that super fresh green flavor like shimahong, you know, but without having to do kind of the finicky preparation like shimahong. Because, you know, if any, you know, especially North American or European person, you know, learns how to make mate and then they're good at it and they are thinking, oh, great, 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 great. And then they try to make shimahong and it's like it's it's horrible. It's terrible. It's pure powder. It, how does it, how do you not just you know inhale a bunch of dust how does it stay together and it's this whole big thing so the 23 kind of bridges that gap where you get a lot of the same flavors as a good traditional shimahong you know it's its roots are in barong premium but that ease of use that ease of preparation like argentine um and in sort of the spirit of you know brazilian shimahong metamate 23 actually does come vacuum sealed in a brick um, and it is actually kind of unique because it is the only, as far as we can all tell, it is the only sort of leaf coarse cut of mate that is vacuum sealed in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I have never seen a Paraguayan, an Argentine, or a Uruguayan Shadowbot even vacuum sealed at all. No. Um, yeah. And in Brazil, you know, pretty much every Shimahong you can get it vacuum sealed because that's how they preserve freshness. But Shimahong is, you know, powdered. It's a very powdery cut. Um, so 23 is kind of has that sort of uniqueness. It's sort of the, 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 the only one of its kind where it's a vacuum sealed, coarse, leafy cut Sherba. Yep. So we can, uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting that they, it's a, I guess it's a detail that I would have never have known that Fabrizio brought up that when they're vacuum sealing them, they, they leave them for like what, like a day just to kind of make No, sh- I think, I think you said a little longer. I think you said like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A week so that they could, you know, kind of make sure they're all sealed well. And then the ones that lose their seal, then they just redo those ones. Yeah. That's so. kind of like, it's kind of cool. Like quality assurance, yeah. like making sure they're fresh. You know, to get it exported out to the United States and and Europe or wherever else, right? So yeah, the, he yeah he did say they leave them for like you know a week or two to make sure that you know they don't lose their vacuum seal to guarantee freshness because that's kind of the worst thing. I go into you know our local Latin market and they have the bricks of Shimahong, but like half of them <laughs> they've <laughs> lost their vacuum seal. And yeah, they're, they're soft just and squishy, soft. and you know nope. it's, if you open that, it's going to be you know like brown and horrible, just brown stale Ugh. yuckiness. Yeah, um, so that's really kind of interesting it's very unique you know there is really no other herb that's like it you know where it's it's produced sort of with brazilian style but sort of you know for that argentine-ness you know it's it's specifically made to be kind of a argentiny (laughs) (laughs) argentiny you know so it's it's really cool um yeah, so I mean, it's, it's easy for you know someone who who drinks is used to Argentine mate, and wants to kind of transition to Brazilian and wants to try out Brazilian mate. Like twenty three is a great, great you know first yeah. step into the Brazilian market because it's just as easy to prepare as as Argentine, if yeah. not easier. Yeah, it's, it's super leafy. So, mm-hmm. and you get all those same great flavors as Shimahong. Yep. But so the the thing that I kind of find ironic is that it is produced by, you know, a company that was started and by a Brazilian. The raw materials come from Brazil. It's produced in Brazil. But they don't actually sell it in Brazil. Just because they're still trying to, you know, get it certified organic and all this stuff, but they said that by hopefully Early next year, if yeah. not maybe even by the end of this year, you you'll be able to buy Metamate Twenty Three because you can buy their yeah. other products. You, you can, can buy get the, the raw and like the the, the Metamate Fine Cut. Yeah, the fine you can cut. get that in Brazil. Um, like Gaucho's online sells it, but mm-hmm. I just I just think that's always that's a little ironic that you know it's 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 Brazilian to the core, but you can't buy it in Brazil. But yeah, you, know, you can get it in the <laughs> United States. You can get it in Germany. But um, so hopefully you know Brazilians will be able to buy it easily soon because it's great stuff and yeah i don't know you know i don't know if it'll it'll if it'll really take off in in the brazilian market because brazilians uh, they kind of have an interesting kind of an odd you know feeling about argentine mate um so i don't know it'll be interesting yeah it'd be interesting to see if it really takes off and 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 it's one of those ones where in in brazil it's not common to see a brand that's certified organic right which Metamate twenty three is right. Yeah, it's and, and USDA like a few di- organic. A USDA, and I I don't know if it's certified for like Germany as well. I'm I think it's, I'm it's pretty not, sure it is. Yeah, a few different certifications on there. So I mean, it's it's one of those u- unique things as well with uh, about the twenty three that 
you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how it goes in Brazil and, you know, if it catches on, if people I, end up liking it. If if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that it catches on more as Terere than it does um, Hot Mate. Yeah, I, I could see that. Especially if they, you know, if they keep the Terere, you know, on the package. Then yeah. Yeah, definitely. But that, we'll see. I, it's Yeah, I I would guess. I, and, I, and I think it would it would probably be just to, you know, sort of make it you know i feel like if they try to sell it as like a like a coarse cut shimahong it might you know it might attract attention as sort of like a novelty because they do have you know quote unquote coarse cut shimahong but coarse cut shimahong is more like just shimahong with some some leafy chunks or yeah or even the extreme you know it's almost like a almost like a uruguayan cut but it's not like twenty three. Like no, when no. you when you see Moida Grossa in Brazil, it, it's not like twenty three at all. It's it's not nearly as coarse cut. Um, but I feel like they might find more universal appeal if they just sell it as the Terere, um, and don't even try to sell it as hot. Um, but I don't know. That's not really my decision to make. And but I'm just you know thinking aloud and seeing. I I don't know what would catch on more in the Brazilian market. But um, yeah. but yeah, that's. It's a uh, it's really interesting stuff. It's got a rich history and backstory. You know, it's got a very unique, um, you know, uh, uh, which am I? What am I trying to say? Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the the production of it. You know, it's, it's very interesting, very unique. Um, and it's it's tasty stuff. Great stuff. And obviously, you know, Clark is a uh, representative of Metamate, the company. But you know, yeah. I'm not, and I'm not paid to. To, to, to express my opinions one way or the other i was not you know i i bought the 23 that we were drinking tonight i i paid full price for it you know from a store um so it's not like you know it's not like my 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 praise was bought i my my praise is genuine i if it was bad i would say it was bad um in fact just just to just to prove that we might do a metamate raw episode because i don't really like that stuff <laughs> it's it, that stuff's okay if you want to eat it but i've tried drinking it and i just did not like it at all one bit but uh <laughs> just just to show that i'm not biased here um i can so he's I, honest in you know all of his opinions but, but 23 is good stuff 23 out of 10 would recommend excellent <laughs> um but that's that's uh that's metamate 23 anything else you want to you want to say on it clark um no uh shout out to fabricio we really appreciate you know the info yeah he really info. went above, he really went above and beyond trying to help us out with this one yeah yeah it really helped us with the preparation of the episode and you know there's not there's not many companies out there where you can just like go ahead and ask the person in charge and they just tell right. you everything so right and really I, cool <laughs> I, I felt kind of bad because he, he sent us so much and there was just no way we would we could you know cover it all without basically just reading it to you but um we'll post links in the show notes yep. to those those pages um there's a couple of things that we don't have links for that he sent us but i think he said that he's going to get the links up soon um kind of some like blog posty type you know personal story experience type stuff um we have he sent it to us but we don't really have a link to post it and um but i think he said that it's going to be up so we'll just we'll just link you with the links that we have um and we'll update the show notes as we get kind of more concrete information on that but once again thank you so much to fabrice Ducant for everything for helping us and for producing the metamate 23 because it is tasty stuff um amazing and uh i think that's it i don't have yeah. anything else to say yeah so, if you guys want to email us metamate or metamate, <laughs> metamate oh at gmail oh boy oh boy oh where are you going with this uh oh, i'm tired mate guys. mate guys at gmail.com yep 
you you can email metamate but that's none of my business <laughs> so <laughs> and then um, also uh check us out itunes yeah. what other podcasts you listen to um if you're on itunes please you know leave us a leave us a rating so we can you know get your uh, feedback you can show your support you know we're not asking for money we don't have a patreon we're not asking for sponsorship just to just asking that you leave a, a review on itunes just helps a us out review a little support yeah or else, a long way or else yep or else I'll, I'll start calling people out i'll just start listing names of people who did not leave a review in <laughs> fact i'll start right now fred fred over there listening you didn't leave a review I don't know who you are, and I don't even know if there's a guy named Fred listening, but if there is, he didn't leave a review. I know that for sure. So uh, here's a little bit of shame. A little bit of shame for you. Shame on you. (laughs) Um, That happy note. uh, We'll see you all next time. (laughs) Later.